Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. We suck again! Welcome to Not Victory Monday, which is presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. This is a part of No Credentials Required, and I'll be joined momentarily by my guest, Dan Goldstein, but just first wanted to remind you about our social media channels, which is on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and if you are one of those who are subscribed to rumble just search for no credentials required we are up to five followers now so we can actually stream on there but i'll experiment that with another time <laughs> uh but you can find us on rumble just search no credentials required on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast plat- podcast platform and don't forget to rate and review five stars is always preferred and leave a review that way people more people know about no credentials required, and they also know about Victory Monday, or in this case, not Victory Monday. We bring in my co-host for Not Victory Monday. He's a man who definitely, definitely knows the difference between a doorknob and a fire alarm. We got Dan Goldstein. Dan, how are we doing tonight, bud? Oh my god, this is such a weird season already. It like is our first, our first, <laughs> first win of this, our only win of the season felt like an absolute loss. And our mm. most recent loss kind of almost feels like a win. <laughs> and it does. It's only the NFL can something like that happen. It's kind of crazy. So I'm excited to kind of get into it, talk about what happened, what we saw, and what we can expect. Because as you can see, I'm mildly optimistic. Mild, look at that, folks. Mildly optimistic. Like as opposed to doomsday, uh, as opposed to doomsday, Dan. Usually, or, yeah, depressing, very, depressing, Dan. <laughs> yeah, distraught, Dan, or disturbed, Dan. Anything like that today? I am mildly optimistic, Dan. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into it. So we'll talk about that first half. It was kind of a mixed bag, especially the first quarter, where it it seemed like same old story, same old song and dance. Shout out to Aerosmith. Uh seeing the first quarter uh, be a complete crap show, uh, especially since the Jets went down 17 to nothing. Isaiah Pacheco rails off a 40-yard run. The tight ends get open. It's a field goal. I mean, that was the moral victory in the first quarter was holding the Chiefs to a field goal on their third possession. But then the second quarter comes, and, and let's, let's not forget the Jets' def- the Jets' offense was – doing Jets offense things. But we get to the second quarter and things things start to change. Get the safety, Bryce Huff with the disruption, gets that safety from the field mask for the face mask penalty. Jets go down, they kick a field goal. 
it's 12 5 it's 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 17 to 5 royals i mean chiefs <laughs> and then then ashton davis with that interception which turns into seven points and think it, it just you, just you feel the momentum start to change dan i mean talk first half talk to me about your impressions first quarter went how we all kind of expected i mean that's kind of how we all expected the game to go right i mean yeah. Jets just pretty much get trounced in every aspect of it. Patrick Mahomes and the offense just kind of have to kind of have their way. The Jets fumble or not, not, not literally, but, you know, kind of fumble their chances in to get any kind of momentum going. And you just figured this was going to be a long night and another embarrassment on national television for the Jets. And all of a sudden, a simple thing like a safety just changes everything. I mean, 17 nothing to 17-2. I'm sitting and laying in bed watching it. I'm like, oh, great. All right, so we're not getting shut out tonight at least. You know? Yeah. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how kind of pretty much everybody thought. Okay, great. We're not getting shut out tonight. And then they put up a field goal, which I hated, by the way. I was fully against that field goal try. You actually were moving the ball. You had some – Zach Wilson was putting on – some good throws at that by that point. He had had some quality runs. Brees was looking healthy and spry at that point. I did not – Garrett Wilson made that incredible catch. I was not a fan of going for it there. I mean, it's yeah. – you have nothing to lose at this point. You are already looking like with Zach Wilson, a sunken cost on the season. You are facing the former – you know, the, the, the current champions – you need to go balls to the wall, all out. There should have been zero punts if you had anything three yards and lower on a fourth down. That was that was my approach to the game. You should go, 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 go. To kick the field goal was too safe for me. At that point, anyways, right. I I would have right. much rather than gone for the first the, for the first down. Maybe you could have moved it a little closer, and then you kick the field goal, and then all right, it is what it is. But with how sharp Zach looked and how his decisiveness looked and his accuracy looked i mean man i i haven't seen that we haven't seen that zach wilson before i mean that was easily his best not, game pro not not since we went hit went head to head against tom brady in 2021 i think even then i don't know if that was quite as good as this like was that a great game yeah it was it's clearly one of his best but i don't think that was quite as good as as this one like this was this game it's crazy you know he only threw for like 200 and something yards 245 250 yards but at the same time yeah. to it it's felt it just felt like more like it felt like a 300 yard game it looked it, like it a did. 300 yard game it wasn't screen passes going for 25 this was he was dealing I mean, he was throwing them 14, 15 yards out. That shot to Ruckert, that shot to Lazard, couple of those to, to you know, to to, to uh, Conklin. I mean, man, he was he was in his bag last night. And if that's the Sunday Zach night. Wilson we can, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, Sunday night. If that's the Zach Wilson that we can see moving forward, then the Jets are back to being a playoff team for certain. Won't do much more than the wild card but should certainly end the playoff drought with the way this defense is, is playing at the moment. But that was, yeah. that was quite a first half. I mean, that was yeah. quite a first half of, of emotions there for Jets fans. Yeah. It seemed like the first quarter, I mean, on both sides of the ball, both sides got off to a, a very slow start, especially on defense where you're used to seeing them get aggressive a, a moment, get aggressive right away. But it just seemed like they were kind of going through the motions, uh, trying to see what the Chiefs were giving them. We, you know what the Chiefs are going to give them every single time. But at the same time, they're they're trying to play catch up. And I, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the ref the officiating in, in another <laughs> oh, segment. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with that uh, because I, I, it was alluded to this this afternoon while just perusing social media. I missed a bad. I missed a call on pacheco's 40 yard dash to the end zone. oh where sherwood got just straight grabbed by his ankle uh, cut in half yeah basically yeah yeah but but i think after the second quarter where zach i mean look for, i'll say this i'll give credit where credit's due 
uh, for for the first series of the of the game by the Jets offensively, they come out swinging. They come out swinging. Like three straight passes, three straight targets to to Garrett Wilson. I mean, granted, it's a three and out, but at least you see him starting to take chances. But then the second quarter, just everything started to click. Everything started to click into the second from into the second quarter, from the second quarter on. Uh, Zach's throwing dimes. Um, it just seems like then. Can we please end? The, can we please, please, please end the Dalvin Cook experience? Please, please. I mean, it's a. We'll, get, we'll talk about him in the fourth quarter in just a moment, but. But, yeah, everything just things are starting to click on offense. They're starting to everybody's starting to. Uh, everything's starting to go. And. I, it's, where where's this Zach Wilson been? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, where has this Zach Wilson been? I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Like I, I don't I mean granted quarterbacks back in the day used to get three years to turn it on, figure it out, and by year three, if you didn't have it by that point, then you were already considered a lost cause. That's how it used right. to be. He used to draft a quarterback. They'd sit behind a veteran for two years. Nobody called them a bust because they sat. People had patience. And then year three was the year you came out. You had two years to understand how to run an NFL offense, play an NFL offense, read an NFL defense, and then execute. And nowadays, obviously, we don't get to do that anymore. You're you're drafting the first round. You, You pretty much need to be playing almost instantaneously you know jordan which, Love. Is, which is a shame which is a shame yeah. i think right for some quarterbacks it's just not there and zach wilson clearly no. had all the physical talent in the world but he should never have been starting from a mental standpoint and we all we know we all walked through two years of that but it kind of felt like last night they found a game rhythm that worked for him they dumbed it down enough to help him not think so much and you saw the game slow down for him. Like you, anybody that watches football a bit more than the casual fan would very much see that. Talking that, to you, Swifties. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Talking to all the Swifties here. That you saw Zach slow down. You saw all of a sudden he understood where he's supposed to look, where he's supposed to go, who's going to do what. I mean, that game could have been even bigger if Conklin and if Conklin and Garrett Wilson get you know get those two balls for touchdowns. Two touchdowns. balls that, for touchdowns, yeah. You the know one what that, I mean? One that led to a field goal, and the other one that led to the missed field goal before the half. Uh, right. I mean, that's a boink off the post. And I mean, granted, neither one of those were were easy throws. Yeah. And you know, Conklin's going down. You want to put it more towards his chest than you do out on his hands when the player's on his way down. So you give him a little bit more surface area to catch with and that Garrett ball I mean you almost couldn't have threw that any better I mean you missed you, you yeah. missed that by a hair I mean you yeah. missed that by it by a hair so I mean what do you it's just that's if, if Garrett if Garrett were probably two inches taller and had a more of a, a three inches on his wingspan that's a touchdown yeah exactly exactly that's that's a touchdown if it, if it comes down to it. and this whole game is different because that, that was, what, a 30-yarder, give or take, that would have been? Something like that, a 30, 33-yarder? Yeah, 30, that 35. Was, that, was like a, 40. I mean, that was almost a dot right there that he put on there. I mean, a complete dime that he missed by just inches. Inches. So, yeah. And we'd be talking a totally different game. We'd be talking a completely different game that had that happened. So I'm very much encouraged by what we saw with Zach. Um now, is this the Zach we're going to get for the rest of the year? Probably not. We don't. Is know. this the Zach? We, we hope. Zach? We hope it is. We hope it is, is. Is this a Zach we can get a majority of the year? That would be great. Yeah, I mean that would be great. But at least now, you know, you have something to build on. You have something there. Like now, all of a sudden, you see the mental can hopefully catch up to the physical, and. We can just hope and pray that that was kind of a turning point and he's actually someone that can contribute this season and maybe even beyond. I don't know. I'm not going that far yet. It's one it's one game no. in a it's it's just 
one game in a sea of disaster so far from Zach Wilson. So we right. got to show us a hell of a lot more. Yeah, and we had that debate before the season began. You, you, you me, and our uh, our new friend Jim, uh, uh, who covers the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey, uh, we had a debate. Uh, Jim and I were on the side of, hey, he's going to be around. Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for a couple of years. He'll mentor. He'll put Zach under his wing. Zach will take over when Rodgers departs. In a way, even though he's injured, Aaron Rodgers is still, they're still texting. They still talk to each other. Just because he's not at at, at Jets camp or at, at Florham Park at one Jets drive doesn't mean they still can't, they can't communicate at all. And he still has that mentorship. He has still has that mentoring from Aaron Rodgers. And I think having Aaron Rodgers there in the Woody Johnson suite on Sunday night, that had seemed to be, I mean, that probably made a world of, world of a difference uh, to, to him and to the offense because now there's, now there's communication between everybody, between the receivers, between the quarterbacks, the receivers and the running backs and everyone, everybody's talking to each other. This was you didn't see that in years past with the Jets, especially during the Adam Gase years, where Adam Gase was sitting all by himself on a bench, looking at game, t- looking at live, uh, looking at the, his tablet, talking to nobody. But it just seems like Hack is talking to Wilson. Wilson's talking to the receivers. Everybody's talking to each other. It's a, such a culture shift that I don't think Jets fans have seen since the Rex Ryan days. That's how far back this culture, this change in culture goes. It's just so encouraging to see. Now let's get up to the second half. And immediately, Zach comes out firing. Five for five for 75. Best best drive of his career. career. Franchise QB drive right there. That was incredible. He made some excellent, unbelievable, unbelievably great throws. But shoulder throws, back shoulder throws, t- throws to the tight end, that da- that absolute dart to Alan Lazard. And then the two-point conversion does it all by himself. It was a, it was a, it was a broken pl- quarterback draw, and he decides to get to the side and dive in for the end zone and scores that two-point conversion to tie the score. It's a whole new ballgame. It's a whole new ballgame. And that, I think... I know Dan, you're being mildly optimistic, but for me, it just seemed like that particular drive. I think I hope that turned the corner. I hope that turns a corner for Zach Wilson because we came into this game saying we don't believe in him anymore. And he, they bring in T- Trevor Simeon. He's signed on the practice squad, NFL veteran who knows Hackett, what Hackett wants in an offense. But now you see this newfound confidence in Zach Wilson and that carried into the entire offense. He, and let's, Let's also give some credit to the offensive line. They absolutely, I mean, only surrendered two sacks. Yeah, they surrendered two sacks, but they came to play. They were, that was a much better effort than last week against New England. First off, AVT, I was against AVT full-time at tackle before the year started. I was against it. AVT right. had all pro, not to say like that I didn't think he'd be good, but AVT to me had all pro damn near Hall of Fame potential at right guard. So I wanted to keep him there. But the situation arose where it just wasn't going to be a possibility. He was going to have to move out the tackle. And seeing how it's been now with Becton on the left side and AVT on the right with now Titman in there on the right guard, I don't don't think you can change it at this point. I think from this point forward, you have got to run that tackle formation out the rest of the year. Beckton on the left, AVT on the right, Dwayne Brown sitting in his depth, and Joe Tipman has got to be in there. You know, I guess it doesn't matter, guard, center. Like at this point, I guess if you feel guard is the better spot for him, then that's fine, do guard. Yeah. But this offensive, ta- this offensive tackle or this offensive line combination has clearly shown much better chemistry, much better communication, and just overall much better effort at their assignments and blocking and such than what we saw with Dwayne Brown on the field. And you can't go back. Mm -hmm. You just can't go back at this point. And Joe Tittman looks like a certified stud in the making as well so far. I mean, he's given up, I think, one pressure. 
in his two games he's played. No mm-hmm. sacks to this point, although he came close. That was a pretty – Chris Jones did bully him pretty he bad. He rushed him. Yeah, one, pretty good. But then again, Chris Jones is arguably the best defensive tackle in the game, not named Aaron Donald. So not surprising. All right, all right, go, go. And <laughs> – um, and um, that, that Kenny was you last week talking about the uh, talking about the the Jets offense and the New England Patriots. <laughs> He's getting all squirmy. Uh, <laughs> I was I was horrible. That was a horrible. That was a horrible experience to watch that game. Which is why this game just because it's it's so weird. Like I can't get over it. It's so weird. Yeah. I'm like not upset that they lost because of just how like well the overall they played and like the game you were in i mean theoretically we should have won we were the better team right. last last night and, i mean there you know sunday yeah. night and if ty con i'll say this too we i forgot to mention that, that run by Brees hall that 40 yard screamer if conklin keeps his block doesn't trip her of his own feet Brees hall is in the end zone and we're talking about a w we're not talking about a loss we're talking about a win because the way that defense was ball, it was playing with their ears pinned back from the second quarter on, get in my home's face. But and, that's Jets and, for you. That's that's yeah. the encapsulation of the Jets and the way they play football. It's always a so close yet no dice kind of thing with the Jets. They are always fractions of plays away from being able to pull off some they deserve some they don't but yet there's just minute things here and there where they just slightly miss on that end up equating to a to a loss at the end of the day if Mm. conklin doesn't miss that block breezes in the end zone we probably win if conklin makes that that's difficult diving catch in the end zone we probably win garrett wilson if that throw to garrett wilson is uh, a, a tenth of a second later Garrett Wilson probably catches that, and we win. Yeah. If we don't have any of the bullshit officiating that we had to deal with, oh, all we're gonna long, get to that. We're gonna get to we that. We have the win. Yeah. You know. So it's just like, but it's just all those things encapsulated itself where the Jets played so well, except for that first quarter, that again, it's just like they. It's those small things that they just need to figure out to tighten up you tighten up those things mm-hmm. and that was a 35 to 40 percent the third excuse me 35 to 40 point juggernaut performance against the chiefs yeah the jets come it, out and, and just absolutely fuck them up on national television on sunday night football in front of taylor swift and all the screaming 13 year old all her minions football in life and all of a sudden things have changed you know things have changed but you know, they were expected to lose. Everybody in the National Football League expected them to lose. Ultimately, they did lose. But to lose in the way they did but, was yeah. encouraging. Yeah. And before we go into a quick commercial break, can we end the Dalvin Cook experience, please? Oh, done. I'm in the so fourth over quarter, it. In the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Why is Dalvin Cook out there in the fourth quarter running for it in a two-yard sweep? Oh my God! Am I so? That should be, over this that should be Carter. Oh, don't forget that Carter drop too. Brutal. Don't forget that Carter drop in the third quarter too, because that's six points right. That's a six point drive right there. But Dalvin Cook, the experience needs to end. We need to. We need to deact. If I were, if I were Coach Sala, if I were Coach Hackett, I would deactivate Cook in Denver, activate Ibanaconda, uh, and utilize that kid's speed because that kid Absolutely. has game breaking speed. You Just like Brees Hall does. Abanaconda should be the guy coming in on the in the fourth quarter fresh. He's had a couple of carries here and there, you know, just to kind of spell Brees, you know, and something like that. And then the fourth quarter, you give him like four or five carries on a drive where his speed is fresh. He's got fresh legs, 4-2-8 speed on a defense that's historically bad. I mean, historically bad. And – how does he not pop one off for probably 25, 30 against Denver? Easy, easy. The Jets should absolutely kick the crap out of Denver. Denver looks oh my gosh atrocious. Denver uh, is atrocious. lucky to get, a, get get that W, but if because they face the Bears, 
they're lucky to get that W and walk Dude, out Justin, of Silverfield. Justin w. Fields was, I think, 23 of 25 for 280 yards and four scores. The only quarterback arguably worse than Zach Wilson was damn near 90%. Yeah. And 300 yards and four scores. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, like, you can't make this shit up. Like, there's the Denver – Denver probably gets the number one overall pick, at which they I – and mean, I don't think they own it. <laughs> no. Um, no, they do. They do. No, they, they do. They, would, they, they like, would. They, they would. They, they paid they also get Seattle already. Yeah, because they – and they get Seattle's pick this year, first-round pick this year too. Um, one comment before we go into commercial break. Uh, it's it's a non-Jets related question, but I'm going to answer it right away. Uh, Cold Iron says off topic, but can my Vikings salvage the season and make the playoffs? Uh, no, I don't think they will make the playoffs. I don't. Okay. I, the NFC is still the NFC, so I mean, may, maybe. And Kirk Cousins isn't terrible. Justin Jefferson, obviously, we know is absolutely phenomenal. But man, you guys got some work on your defense. You need to do. Your yeah, Vikings defense yeah. looks horrible. That they got whole, the, granted they got that touch they got that uh scoop and score on Sunday against but it was the Panthers. I mean come on, let's let's face let's face facts. The Panthers, arguably <laughs> also again one of another absolutely terrible team. But yeah, that's uh I don't know about playoffs, but next year's draft needs to be almost all defense for the Vikings. Defense and another wider and and a, and a probably another offensive weapon in some kind. I imagine Vikings try to draft a running back high next try, year. Draft, yeah, they'll draft a running back for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break from our friends at Manscaped. We'll be right back with not Victory Monday, but it's on a Tuesday. So stay tuned. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again so use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth sleek cheeks the kit starts off with the beard hedger a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more messy drawers full of add-ons it also comes with the titanium coated t-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face leading to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. I just want a slight correction here. It's actually Belly 20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. But the Beard Hedger trimmer, I can testify. Look, look at this beard. I trimmed look, this beard this weekend. It's I, it's perfect. Don't, don't I have it. It's been a couple of weeks since I use it. I'm not a regular shaver, if you will. I shave it down. I let it go, and then I do it again. But I'm about ready to do it. But, man, that Beard Hedger is no joke. That thing is good. It's That thing is good. Brilliant, brilliant. That is a well, I mean, I, well built machine right there. Yeah, I, I don't know if you got the deluxe kit, Dan. It comes with a pair of scissors. It comes with beard oil, beard balm, no, beard that. shampoo, beard conditioner. I use the beard conditioner tonight, and my beard looks ten times better than it did before I put it in. Also comes with a comb and a brush. It's it's everything you want. It's everything you want in a beard trimmer. It's the again, problem, it's, problem with having ADHD. I struggle to stay with routines. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an issue. I'll do it one day. I forget the next three. I do it another night. I forget the next two. It's just like that's that's ADHD for hey, you. Look, look, I mean, it's not so much the ADHD, but I hate shaving. Period. Plus, I don't go out in public as it. much because I I don't I work from home, so I I don't shave as much. But it's not just the beard hedge trimmer. It's the lawnmower four I have the three uh, and I like that one. The three We get three All right, the four. Let's look at the four with the light. Uh, you also got the uh, the weed whacker 
for your nose hairs. It's got the silicone scrub, silicone scrubber. It's got also the, uh, sh- the the shaver, electric shaver, which is which has come out recently. But Manscaped, great products. Take it for me. It's it's no credentials required. It gets a seal of approval. I don't have I don't have puppers in my in my list for Victor, for Victory Monday. I'll bring in puppers for the seals of approval. But yes, go to manscaped.com. Use Belly Twenty at checkout. You get twenty percent off and free shipping. Uh, Snowman checking in from. Indiana says, hey, 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 Snowman. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you. All right, Dan. Before we we get to the reps, let's take a little bit more of a positive note before we go straight up negative. I need to give a couple of shout outs here to some of these, to some of our Jets players that are going under, heavily underrated in the national scale at this point that really need to get a shout out. First off, Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff is a certifiable stud. Unbelievable that this guy went undrafted. First of all, and it was not at the very minimum, a second round pick with his speed bend and get off that he shows he had, what was it? I think they said, I think Nania said he had, 18 pass rushing snaps with seven pressures for something like a 40, I think that's a 42% um, pressure rate. That is absurd. Absurd. 40% of the time you're out there, you are directly affecting the quarterback's ability to do his job. That is amazing. There is no way Bryce Huff can be let go and allowed to sign elsewhere. It's it cannot happen. I at this point I don't even think I trade him for a first round pick. To be honest with you, he is a legit game changer, a legit game changer. Now, granted, maybe he doesn't have all the gaudy sack numbers that say like a Miles Garrett or a Micah Parsons has to this point, but he's he's doing his job quite as effectively as they are, and it is phenomenal to see and I, and I love it and he's become an absolute favorite and if he gets re-signed I think he may be my next jersey that I get for the Jets uh second one that I have to give a, a shout out to is Quincy Williams mm. Quincy Williams looks like a brand new ball player he looked lost his first year here looked much better last year not had, certainly still had some things to improve upon, namely his pass coverage and, and things like that. But he has got paid, got his three-year, eighteen million dollar deal, and has transcended to another level of linebacker that we haven't seen. I don't know. I, it's been it's been a long time. Demario Davis wasn't this good when he was with us. No. He got good when he no. went to New Orleans. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know what linebacker it is that we've had to this point that's played this well. I mean, he is amazing. His pass coverage has been damn near flawless. He has stayed stride for stride with anybody that he's been tasked with covering his pass breakup on that Noah gray pass where Mahomes had literally all night to look around and figure out what he wanted to do for him to stay with Noah Gray for probably six and a half seconds, seven seconds and break up that pass 25 yards downfield was a thing of beauty. And his run defense has been incredible. I mean, he, I, I mean, I was always, I was certainly hoping that he would just be very good just to kind of help mask CJ Mosley's aging and his, you know, expected loss of speed and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's been well beyond it. I mean, Quincy Williams at this point has got to almost be a shoo-in for a Pro Bowl and should theoretically become an All-Pro, if and maybe not first team because he may not have the name recognition of a Fred Warner or Matt Milano, for instance. But at the very least, he should be a second-team All-Pro because those right now those guys are crushing it. And then third, I do I want to give another shout-out to Joe Tittman, man. Joe Tittman has – that him coming in at right guard and ABT going to tackle tackle has reinvigorated the offensive line and its ability to pass block. I mean, at this point now you have to have a lot of confidence moving forward that Titman is very much ready to take the reins over for the rest of the season. And he has looked dominant in the past game. He could use a little bit more help in the run game. He hasn't been quite as good in the run game. Not to say he's been terrible, but no, that can be developed. 
these there's still he was I think pretty sure he was known as coming out of of Wisconsin to be better at the pass block than the run block. I think there's still just a little there's a little bit of development to go, but with his pass blocking already at the level that it's at, and at, at, at only two games into his career, and what his expected ability could be moving forward as he continues to develop and grow, hopefully within this same system. Hopefully we don't go offensive coordinator shopping again for the next three, four years minimum. And I mean, we could literally have an all pro right guard, right tackle combo in with AVT and Titman. And um, shit with the way Becton's playing too. How do the Jets almost not try and re-sign him again on the offseason? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. How, how do you not? I mean, he's shown that he's healthy. He moves. He's spry. He looks light on his feet. Granted, he's still got – you know, he's still rusty. You can still see that there's right. some rust there. But that's to be expected. But by the end of the year, if Makai Becton can continually turn the corner and show that he has really grown as a player – how do you not how do you not run this back? I mean, then the only thing really you have to do is just kind of replace Lake and Tomlinson. You can probably re-sign Connor McGovern for another one year, although he's been terrible. I don't know if I really want Connor, Connor McGovern back. I mean Yeah, I, I I'm trying to figure out if if on that Zach Wilson fumble that pretty much I wouldn't say sealed a deal for the for the Jets, but I, I have to wonder if that snap was just lower no nah, i don't been a little I don't, bit higher I, I it's tough to say on the placement but you look back at the replay zach very clearly took his eye off the ball before it was in his hands you look at the replay yeah. zach was already looking downfield before he caught that ball and he dropped it ultimately yeah unfortunately that was on zach that was in his hands yeah. and, and, and he and, just tried to get a too big of a jump on the play and it costed him and and also i do what before we get pessimistic i do also want to give a, a, a lot of a, a big shout out and a lot of credit to two veterans who came to zach wilson's i wouldn't say defense but came to his side uh while the game was while it felt t- clock, the seconds were ticking down when he was saying you can clearly see it on national television he says it's my fault i lost the game for us i lost the game for us which shows you the amount of accountability that he's grown i mean s- since last since, Since last year, last year, this, that Patriots game last year, where when he was asked, "Do you think you let, you let, the, you let the defense down uh, uh, during that game for, with your performance?" and he said, "And I quote, no, no." He has come a long way with his. I'm going to take the camera for a second. Uh, he has come a long way in terms of of humility and earning his earning his teammates' trust, especially the defensive players who I guess were ready to throw him. Who were ready to throw him under a bus last year in in New England, but you see, but let me give let me give some flowers to Al Lazard and Randall Cobb, who both came up to him during the final seconds and were consoling him and just saying, "Look, we trust you. We trust you. We you got us to this point. You led us to the. You led us on this win." And you know, Lazard got some had some key catches. Randall Cobb had some key catches too uh, to keep to keep Jets drives alive. For them to come up to Zach Wilson and say, "You did great. It, we'll get him next game. Well, this is something to build on. Don't worry about what happened. Now, what happened? There's always there's next game. That that comes back to the culture. That comes back to the culture that this Jets organization is building with Sala and with Hackett and with Ulbrich and all those coaches, all those guys want to." Yes, they want to bring a title to New York. To, to New York, they want to bring a title to the the most loyal, loyally, the most loyal fans, arguably in sport. Period. Period. Who haven't seen a title since 1969? Who have brought? Who have been through the ups and downs and ins and outs and the shipwrecks and everything that's go has went on with this gone on with this franchise? They want to bring a title to this town. Now, could it happen this year? I don't know. They're still. We still have 13 games remaining. It's a long season. But to see veterans come alongside a guy in his third season who was maligned, maligned, and basically cast out of the Jets locker room, cast out by the fans, including us. You earn my respect, Zach Wilson. But also the those veterans, Lazard and Cobb, also earned my respect for coming alongside Zach not so much consoling him and babying him, but just saying, look, 
This happens. It's the NFL. We got to focus on the next game. And they're yeah. going to. And I hope they come out and destroy the Broncos. Destroy them. Well, not because of what Sean Payton said back in August about Nathaniel Hackett, but just the fact that this game can be a a building block. It's exactly. a loss can be the building block. Show show that this wasn't an anomaly. Show that this is the new norm, and go out there and perform. You have you are going against literally a historically bad defense. Mm-hmm. Historically bad. I mean, I think they, I think, who was it? Football Outsiders said this was the worst defense they've ever charted through four games since they started DVOA metrics. That's saying something. We've seen some horrible defenses. We've, we've seen some horrible defenses on our, <laughs> you know, on our side. We've seen some really say. bad defenses. So for them to be this historically terrible, you have no excuses but to be able to go out there and just dominate on offense. And then mm-hmm. this sh- you do. You need to turn this into a statement game in every way. You need mm-hmm. to really turn the corner and show that even with Zach Wilson at the helm, the Jets are fucking for real. You cannot take them lightly. Eve, just because Zach Wilson is the quarterback, you have to expect this coming, and, and we're coming hard. So yeah. I, 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 for one – can't wait to see what happens. I'm trying not to fall in the trap, though, of how we are, of getting too excited it, just to it, be I'm, totally bummed out and let down. I, I'm at cautious optimism again. Yeah. Last time I was at excitable dread. And mm-hmm. actually, actually, I border, bordering towards absolute, the, the absolute abyss. Now I'm at cautious optimism. Cautious. Like right at the border, like right, right here. Like, cautious optimism. Here's the line. Here's it's right here. Cautious mildly optimism, optimistic. mildly optimistic. I mean, it's the same exact thing right there. I, I'm gonna hold out hope that this should be a W next week, but I don't want it to just be a W. I want it to be a motherfucking domination of a W. All facets. I want to see an all facets straight Molly Whoppet. Uh, on on the Denver Broncos next mm-hmm. week to show everybody we turn the corner and a piss in Sean Payton's face on top Absolutely. of that. Uh, before we talk about the negative, uh, I do want to give a comment here Congrat- by my buddy Wonka the saying, congratulations on the Jets not being the worst team <laughs> in New York. Uh, he says, correction, New York City. Thank you for saying New York City and not New Jersey. That makes me want to punch people. When it's... people say, oh, the Jets and the Giants, they play in New Jersey. Yeah, Shut they up, play New Jersey bullshit, part of the New York City because it's part of the New York City media market. Right? Dumb, dumb. Like, stop with your bullshit mm. semantics. I mean, I can't. The, ge- the geographical snobbery is. But my, is there is there a worse contract right now in football? I mean, who's arguably at this point who's been the worst contract through this year? Is it Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, or Joe Burrow? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. I guess if you had to take a, if you had to go, it would be Burrow just because he makes the most money and has arguably been as bad, if not worse, than the other guys. But Mm -hmm. man, any and all promise Daniel Jones and the Giants showed last year is gone. (laughs) I mean, it is gone. Dable was almost a shoe in for coach of the year this year. Excuse me was almost a shoe-in for coach of the year this year, and now almost looks like he may be on the hot seat on him in his second year with how bad the Giants have looked. Did you see the Did you see the video of Evan Neal blocking his own receiver out of the way, causing a Daniel Jones interception? No. You didn't see that? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, go, go on Twitter and find it. Evan Neal oh, gets in no. his pass set, gets in his pass set, doesn't get immediately rushed, so goes to his right to block and just completely pushes his own receiver. Yep, I, I'm watching it now. I'm watching, I watch, this, I watch it now. Oh, which then allows no. them to come up the B-gap and pressure Daniel Jones, who then throws an interception. Oh, good Lord. Ugh. I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, that oh, is... I'm, sure, oh I'm sure Dable's going to have a oh. – it when oh, he sees God. that that must have, today today in the film room must have been brutal for evan neal the yeah. giants look lost their offensive line looks lost and, and i can't wait for, 
I can't wait for week eight. Uh, I know. And you don't have Andrew Thomas in there, too. The only good offensive lineman that you're currently showing right now, you don't even have him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. It is mm-hmm. bad. I got. I don't know how long Thomas is out for, though. I don't think he's – I think he should be back by the time we play. But I can't I – don't, I don't know offhand. But, man, yeah, well, Giants we do, look bad. We, we do real – time research on this uh, on this show so he was out against seattle uh he's got a hamstring issue so uh he's gonna be you know he's he, i don't it doesn't say it doesn't say how long he'll be out but um but yeah you might you might you you might be right that he might be back for our game but still even if, even if he's back he'll have, a, he'll have a hamstring that's you know a little bit bummy and yeah. you're gonna put bryce huff on a guy with a hamstring that's not fired in a hundred percent, forget about it. You're done for. You're you're done put for. Bryce Huff on a, I'm gonna put Bryce Huff on a guy who block his own who block his own tight end. Yeah. But <laughs> but all right. So we gotta move on to the next topic, which I'm pretty sure this will be a very speaking of game tape, I'm pretty sure when Coach Sala sees all the missed calls and all the blown calls uh by this officiating crew, he's gonna have <laughs> a very major case of apoplexy. Now you talked to Kansas city chiefs fan. I was interacting with a chiefs fan the other night. And I mentioned, I said like two blown calls on during that last drive and that shadow holding call. I know, I know how the Eagles, I know how Eagles fans feel uh, when Bradway was called on that hold in the super bowl to which he replied, he, he called cap. He says, Oh, that's complete cap. The jets had their chances. They had missed chances. You can't let the referees decide the game. Yeah. But on the, other, on the flip side, you can't let the officials, because you can't, you can't let the refs decide the game for you. But at the same time, it shouldn't be in the refs hands to to, in the first place to decide this game. Now let's go over some of these calls that were missed that ankle tackle on Jamie and Sherwood that led to the 40 yard gallop into the end zone for Pacheco. There were the holding call. There were two holds shown on that play. Matter. What fact. was the other hold? What was the, the other hold? Right, right. Whoever was right next to Sherwood got held as well from behind when he was going to make the tackle. I can't remember who. I want to say Clemens, but I may be wrong. But there were two holds on that play that got well, missed. No, well, but Sherwood well, was egregious. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sherwood. Sherwood's hold. Uh, Clemens missed that tackle. Clemens hmm. missed that first tackle. So, uh, but then the last drive of the game, the hold, the blatant hold right there, right there in front of a national television office, uh, office, (laughs) national television audience on Jermaine Johnson, where the tackle, I forgot who the tackle was. It was uh, 79. He is literally holding him up. Now, it was explained. Someone explained it on, on on social media that he was holding him. You can get underneath his shoulder pads, but when you're holding his shoulder pads for so long and the jersey, and you're not get and nobody's nobody's seeing it, but they throw a, they throw a, a they throw a hand check on C.J. Mosley for a little contact downfield, which led to the which led to that run. Then you have the that that intentional grounding that doesn't get called for intentional grounding, which would have put the chiefs back another five, which put the chiefs would take the chiefs back 10 yards and would have been a loss of down. So instead of second and 10, it would be third and 10 or third and 20, which when next play we saw, we see sauce Gardner get a holding call and the flag is thrown right after Michael Carter picks that pass off. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And at that point, Robert Sala is beside himself. And to which I say, good for him. Good for him for sticking up for his dudes. Good for him for showing basically the emotion that all Jets fans had for that final final sequence of, of that's final drive by the Chiefs. Good for him. I try. I I try not to sit here and be and be like a ref complainer because, I mean, no. they're human. You're going to make mistakes. You know, it's going to happen, you know, but it's almost comical at this point when you watch a Jets game and you just see how bad the refereeing truly is. Now, granted, I can't watch every game. I just can't do it. I'm human. I can't go and watch 
every game of every team every Sunday to see how that coalesces for around the rest of the league. I focus on the Jets. That's where my area of expertise lies. And I got to say, it very, very much almost seems like rigged at this point against the Jets. It's it's come it's this close for me to start calling like there's a conspiracy with the NFL on the Jets with the way the 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 the, the uh, penalties are called because it is astounding, absolutely astounding, to lose out on all this opportunities because of just some absolute bullshit decisions that never should be made. There is no reason why we there is not challenges for penalties at this point. They have got to figure that should be an absolute sticking point of the NFLPA uh, in, in, in the next negotiations would be to change the way penalties are looked at in this league. You cannot. I have a solution. You cannot have, have it going on like this. It can't be like this. You can't have a unchallengeable system where a guy anywhere from five to 25 yards away from the play is making a decision right there in the moment that can literally affect an entire game. It can't go on like this. They're human and we're not allowing this current system to account for human error. It is what it is. They have their conversation and what they say goes at the end of it. And right now they're more wrong than they are right with the way they're calling jets games. And it is bullshit. Yeah, it, we got we got the apology letter two weeks ago when John John Franklin Myers was called for that for that egregious uh, roughing the passer call that led to a touchdown. We got we got the we got the we got the apology letter from the NFL from NFL officiating saying, "Well, we're sorry. We that should not have been called." Yeah, he was definitely thrown into by his own. He was uh, Jonathan John Franklin Myers was thrown into by a Dallas tackle. Yeah, by, by, the ta- by, by Dallas's tackle, it should not have been a penalty. We're sorry. Yeah, we're gonna get another one this week where they're gonna say, "Oh, we're sorry. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't catch the trip on uh, Jimmy Sherwood. Oh, we're sorry. We didn't catch the hold on Jeremiah uh, on Jermaine Johnson. Oh, we're sorry. We should have called. That should have been a. Uh, that should have been intentional grounding on Patrick Mahomes on second and ten. But how do you? Where, but how where's you, the accountability? But where? How do you change that in game? Like, how do you go back and look at an entire touchdown play right. like that run and then go into turn and be like, oh, no, grab this dude's ankle, bring it all back. Like, right. I, to me, that to me that's unfortunate but not challengeable. But these pass interferences, roughing the passers, the holding, defensive holdings, that's got to be – that's got to be challengeable. Like, it has to yeah. be. It has oh, to sure. be. Yeah, I, I proposed that last year. I said these penalties, some of these penalties need to be need to be challengeable. And do you think the NFL? That, that's the one thing that the NFL needs to change. The other thing that needs to change, and I will bang this drum until it happens. Full time officials, full time oh, officials. Sure. This, is the, this is the only professional sports league in the United States among the big four leagues: Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, NBA. They all have full-time referees. Why can't the NFL, with the billions upon billions of dollars that this league makes in TV and commercial revenue and ticket revenue, why can't they hire full-time referees instead of bringing in insurance salesmen, school teachers, or guys off the street to officiate your games? And the guy who threw the flag on on that Sauce Gardner holding call, that was Joe Steratore. Gene Steratore's cousin, his first season as an NFL official. He don't deserve to be on an NFL crew right now. If you're those are the kind of calls you're making, you no. do not deserve to be on an NFL crew. You still need to be in the training pipeline, working USFL games or something. You should not be on an NFL field to be crewed. Screw that. Send them to the arena league. Screw them. Send them to the arena league. There's, there's, you should not. That was. It was so fucking egregious to sit there and, and watch that happen in real time. I mean, to literally sit there and almost double clutch the flag, wait till you saw for certain that Michael Carter, the third picked it off and then throw it. Dude, you cannot convince me otherwise that the NFL was like, 
we need to let Kansas City win. We can't let Taylor Swift leave here miserable. Nope. Like we can't we can't do it. Like nope. you can't you you can't convince me otherwise. I think I shared nope. a meme on I shared a meme on Facebook of like Adele on the phone and it was something like, I don't care what we have to do, you're throwing as many flags as possible. You know, like that's literally what it came down to. Like it was just it was just ridiculous. And I can't I don't I don't wanna sit here and be that guy that blames the no. refs because ultimately no. ultimately even with that, as bad as the calls as the refs made, you know, against us, we still had our chances to win. So had we taken advantage of the chances we needed, it wouldn't have ultimately mattered. So it's just unfortunate, though, that it's just like a so close yet no dice kind of kind of situation and setup. So yeah. uh, it was yeah. very much disappointing. No, it is. It is. We and haven't seen we haven't seen one good refereed game yet this season for the Jets. No. Every and game even, has been fucking terrible. No, and if you're an objective Chiefs fan, you will say, "Yeah, those those calls cost you the game." And yeah, they granted they had that one horse collar on Brees Hall, which was, I don't know, from the from one angle, it looked like didn't it was look. Grabbed. Yeah, didn't Front, look, didn't look like much. Didn't didn't look like a no. horse collar to me. No, and yet still it was still a call a horse horse collar. We 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 just got we just got to be consistent across the board. I mean. These were Michael Carter the second, God bless him, has been has had two, not one, but two franchise altering interceptions taken away in the span of less than a year. I'm pretty sure I put that exact tweet up on my on my Twitter feed. Yeah, it was it's it's let's make sure that Michael Carter doesn't uh pick the ball off again. <laughs> <laughs> we will throw a flag. That's <laughs> just, just like a stitch. It's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating, man. It is. It is. It is so it, something's got to change. And I'm sure. I'm sure it, we're not the only. We're not the only fans. Not Jets fans exclusively, but just the fans of NFL. Period. That have to be saying what has to. What's got to change? And I, I have two ideas. Again, the two ideas I have: make certain penalties challengeable, full-time officiating. That's what's got to change. It's true. Sorry, it's true. Got to change. Yeah. Oh, they need yeah. to. It needs to be done, and um, hopefully the NFL realizes this, and we can get this part of the game fixed so that the refs don't control so much of an aspect of a game that cannot no. be and reviewed. We don't. We don't need a league full of Angel Hernandez's in the NFL oh. deciding outcomes of games. I don't watch baseball. I put that out there before. But you know her. You, but you I know who Angel Hernandez terrible, is. But I know who that guy is. <laughs> and it seems like every other night, I see baseball fans across my Twitter feed just absolutely up in arms about some of the questionable calls cross. He, he takes. He makes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we don't need a, we don't need the NFL to be full of Angel Hernandez's. Uh, if that's so, the problem. So all right, this is so bad. I'll give you the last word and then we'll take off, Dan. Man, I'm very excited for Sunday. I don't know what to expect. I can only hope that we see the same Zach Wilson moving forward. Give us some optimism for this year. Give us a hell of a lot more optimism for our future. I'd be very thrilled to um, to see further development from him. Um, let's. I'm ready to throw Dalvin Cook in the uh, in the Hudson River. I don't. We don't need him anymore. He's not necessary. Uh, put his cement feet in the Hudson River and just kind of let that dream die, because it is just horrible to watch. He's a drive killer. He's a momentum killer. He's a buzz killer, and none of it is any good for the Jets football team moving forward. And I really hope that's honestly the biggest thing that Hackett and Sala fix in the weeks moving forward is a shit ton less of Dalvin Cook. Hopefully zero and uh, a lot more Izzy Abanacanda and a lot more Brees Hall. Brees Hall to this point now has shown that he can handle the rock. No more six carries for Brees Hall. No, no. Nope. 15 to 20. I need, I need 15 to 20 carries. I need for 20 Brees to 25. I need 20 to 20. I need 20 to 25. I need 15 to 20 carries, but 20 to 25 touches. I need to get, I want to okay. see him in the receiving game too. I want to see him in the receiving game too, but this is, it's over now. This, this Dalvin Cook, it was, it was fun while it was hopeful, 
but the on-field product is it, it's it, it's it's barely pop warner level at this point yeah yep all right so we're gonna leave it at that before we do that before we leave you, just want to remind you to follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ. Also on Facebook, it's Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. Leave us a like, subscribe, all that stuff. Also on Rumble, search no credentials required on the audio side. Subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Don't forget to rate and review. And we want to thank you for joining us on Not Victory Monday on a Tuesday. From No Credentials Required, we're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For mildly optimistic Dan, I am cautiously optimistic Ryan. We'll see you next week. And uh, Rodney Harrison is garbage. Truth. Oh, we suck again. Oh.